Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Yo, yo, everyone. Welcome to the new GC. Turn your lids horizontal and drop your drawers to the street because GC is going gangster. I am Master Van, and chill with me as we give you a wiggy on the paranormal hood. And of course, chilling with me is the cemetery hoe herself, a.k.a. <laughs> Blonde Shell. <laughs> I think I'm speechless. <laughs> well, you know, I was looking at our demographics, and I figured we could improve them if we went, uh, you know, a little jiggy. Um... Okay. Yeah, well, you're, we, you're, we, you're, you're something like that. Yep. Get, so what do you think? I mean, you, you think we're going to pull in those, uh, that, uh, you know, targeted group? <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... Oh, my God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, no. No. <laughs> I didn't understand most of what you just said, so sorry. Well, that works for me. You know, I, I can't understand half of what I say anyways, <laughs> normally. I wondered why the hell I was Special K. I'm like, what? Yeah, Who? Special K. Don't you like Special K? That's cool. N- no, I don't like Special K. Oh, well, you lose weight. I need some sugar on it, honey. Yeah, oh, there you go. Anyways, uh, welcome to JC, which is Ghost Chronicles for those who want. Yeah. It's JC. 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 JG, whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, my God, you scare me. Uh, I scare myself sometimes, anyway. So, anyway, <laughs> we we actually have a guest, believe it or not. Thank God, right? <laughs> Thank you, Lord, because if I had to listen to you do that for an hour, I'd kill myself. I'd right. kill myself, anyways. We have a young man who's been investigating the paranormal for a long time, not as long as, of course, as Master Van. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I can't do this. I can't do it. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Please. Please stop. He is the founder of Greenville Paranormal. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Andrew, like, Andrew, you're the, as you go home after this. Andrew. Yes, hi. How you doing? <laughs> we thought maybe you hung up after that introduction. I mean, I would, I would no, no, I was just sitting there quietly uh, listening to the uh, the banter. No, you really <laughs> don't want to do that. <laughs> so, Andrew, how are you, my friend? I haven't spoke to you for, oh, you know, I, I actually looked in the message. I think the last time on the show was in April of 13. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been a little while. How, how are you guys? Yeah. yeah. We're showing like Magellan. Oh, <laughs> I'm just trying to stay warm. It's like 14 degrees here in Greenville, Rhode Island, and uh, <laughs> I, just, I, I just got done bringing in more firewood. Oh, house by firewood. Yeah, firewood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Anything to help cut down on the oil consumption. Okay. I got. It's, it's cheaper than it, it, I let you know. It's cheaper than burning witches. 
Oh, you stole my line. I was just going to uh, use that. Oh, bing. Oh, yeah. Oh man. You know, you know, Jeff Belanger used to always say, "I wonder how many, how much uh, caloric value you get out of burning witches." <laughs> Good question. I'm not sure on that, but anyway. Uh, so, so Andrew, you've been investigating the paranormal for a long, long time, and uh, you've seen a lot of weird crap, haven't you, in your years? Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely say that uh, you know you keep up at uh, at this as long as um, you know I have, and, and, and you know you yourself, uh, you can agree with me that you know we do we do have moments. You stay with it long enough, and you will have moments that'll uh, really turn you upside down and uh, make you look at the world in uh, a different light. And you know what actually brought you to mind was uh, I was uh, chilling and watching a little of the tube uh, the other day, and this uh, what the heck was it called? Beyond, you know, beasts, I don't know, whatever. But it was on the travel channel, and it was all about puck wedges, and it was, I was mm. in it, and I, which was footage ah. from you. Oh, you're talking about uh, the, the program's Monsters and um, Mysteries in America. There you go, Monsters and Mysteries in America. And it, there was a bit uh, uh, that you provided, evidently, and, of course, you were on the show as well. And it was all about the puck wedgies. And uh, we, we shot a lot of footage, and, and uh, we uh, uh, have seen a lot of interesting things. But one of the things that I never saw before until I watched this TV show was that after uh, the takedown of Maureen and all the stuff was going on, they showed this little image of a little elf or something off to the left. Uh, and that was your footage, I correct, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is it was, um, it was, it was nice to be on the show. I think, I think they did a nice job shooting me as far as the video went. And I think uh, through editing, I think I came out, um, you know, looking and sounding uh, intelligent and, you know, and, you know, reasonably intelligent. <laughs> and I've got a lot of nice, a lot of awful nice feedback from people, um, some I hadn't heard from in a little while, getting in touch with me. Go, oh my God, I saw you on TV the other night. That was great. Um, and, and I think it's a very entertaining show. I've seen their other episodes. Unfortunately, though, Ron, they, they, um, when they sat me down to, to ask me about my, my knowledge of the Pugwudgies and, and my experiences, I took um, careful time to tell them two stories about uh, encounters that I sincerely believe I've had with, with Pugwudgies. And unfortunately, my stories didn't quite fit in with their editing, and they really just wanted to stick with the, with the Huckamuck Swamp. So what they did is... They took two of my stories, squished them together, made one story, put them in the Huckamuck Swamp, and then took two pieces of my evidence, if, you know, if we can call it evidence, and stuck them together and, and claimed that the still frame image came from the video that I shot when I was with you guys in the Freetown State Forest. So, um, I, mean, I, I mean, it's just a TV show. I don't mean to get all worked up about it, but they kind of pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. Yeah. Uh, by taking two of my stories, making one out of it, putting it in a location where it didn't happen, and then taking two pieces of evidence that I gave them uh, and, and made it into one thing. And that isn't really what happened. Um, but, uh, you know, Ron, I mean, uh, we've talked about the this, this story before on your show about, you know, Maureen uh, uh, having something kind of latch onto her in the, the Freetown State Forest by the Asanet Ledge and and I was the only one not involved in that, that, that muckle. I mean, you got your finger dislocated and you guys mm. were covered in gravel and dirt when you got up. And, uh, 
I was standing there just filming it with my little Sony SR42 um, uh, video camera with an IR light on it. And everyone was huddled around Maureen. And the weird thing that happened is, and I tried to explain it to the director of this, uh, this program, that as everybody was busy with you and Maureen, um, I looked in my camera and behind Chris Belzano as he was getting up was this bizarre little point of light. And I moved my camera, I wobbled it a little bit to see if my IR light was causing it, and it wasn't. It was independent of my IR light. And uh, later when I looked at the footage, it was there for exactly 13 seconds, and then it just blinked out of existence. Well, at the time I was shooting it, when it disappeared, everybody was busy with Maureen and Ron and his finger, and I immediately ran to the spot where it was, and I looked for anything, a shiny piece of broken glass, um, you know, a reflected piece of metal or whatever, and I could find no explanation for it. And all I could think of later was is the, the Tai Pai Waka, the, the orbs of light. That's how the Indians refer to them as Tai Pai Waka. And they seem to be associated with the Pugwudgies. So, so yes, it isn't, it isn't proof of a Pugwudgie, but it was weird. So, I mean, for those who don't know, why don't you give us a, a brief uh, description of, of what yeah, a, 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 a pug is? Yeah, a pug is, is um, a name that the, uh, the North, uh, North American Indians here in New England, uh, the Wampanoags uh, and the, uh, the, the Narragansetts and the Nipmucks, they gave this, um, this name to a little troll-like creature that they say has been around since uh, the dawn of time when God created man. He also created uh, pug wedgies. And, and they're described as looking like a little... Uh, two foot tall, kind of like a um, like a little Samoan person crossed with a werewolf. Um, that that's basically how they've been they've been described, and um, it, it's fascinating how in other cultures these things pop up. Now, uh, real briefly, um, I helped a Spanish uh, TV show uh, do a documentary on the Bridgewater Triangle um, uh, a little over a year ago. And when I was talking to uh, Santiago Camacho, the, uh, the, the guy who was hosting the segment who came to New England to interview me, um, I was telling Santiago about the Pugwudgies, and he sat there listening to me very intently. And when I was done, he looked at me very strangely. He goes, you know what's spooky about that? He goes, we have the same creature in the mountains of Spain. Wow. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah. even weirder, he goes, get this. He goes, when people have reported seeing them, they sometimes are hand in hand with the Spanish Bigfoot. <laughs> like they see them together. Like what? they see them intermingling together. Really? So that's what we have in the Bridgewater Triangle. We have these Squatch-like creatures, and we have the, the, the Pugwudgies. I mean, they seem to be all throughout uh, uh, the Northeast. Uh, I hear stories of them in, in other parts of uh, North America. But uh, you know, when you talk about Massachusetts and the Bridgewater Triangle, you know, it's, it's funny how, just like Santiago said about Spain, we have Bigfoot and we have these Pugwudgies. Well, they must be, uh, maybe you need one without the other. Can't have one without the other. Well, uh, I mean, not to digress, but I've always felt that uh, Sasquatch is an interdimensional inter, uh, creature. I don't think it's a, uh, a North American ape like a lot of scientists uh, feel. I mean, this is just my opinion, but I, I think the reason why these things seem to come and go and disappear and leave very little evidence is, the, is I, think, I think they're much more intelligent than we give them credit for. I think they're... They're much more than what um, most mainstream uh, scientists say they are. And I, I think agree. They do. I, mean, I, 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 know, I know I went to high school with one of them, so I know. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I did too, yeah. <laughs> Definitely intelligent, to, to a point, that is. 
but the uh, the pug wedgie, the pug wedgie is it, it's a real fascinating. And I've it, you know it, I, I tell people you know if you'd asked me ten years ago what I thought about fairies and leprechauns and and little folk, I would have gone ah they're really interesting stories, but I don't know. But I, I'll tell anybody right to their face. I, I've become a believer in the wee folk and, and especially the Pukwudgie here in uh, New England because of conversations I've had with very intelligent people and experiences I've had. Hmm. Well, that's that's pretty amazing. You know. As a matter of fact, I was. Yeah, I was told. I, I was told of a sighting that took place in Rhode Island uh, back, I believe it was June uh, of last year. Uh, and it was near. It was nearby a location where I believe I've had, you know, an encounter to an extent with 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 um, uh, a pugwudgie, and uh, this person knew nothing of this this, you know, the existence of this thing on this person's property in South County, Rhode Island, and they were coming to the house in broad daylight. And when we got to the, the this uh, guy's house, Larry and his girlfriend uh, Patsy, uh, the woman was sh- shook. She was absolutely like, uh, you know. A, a nervous wreck and they were like what's wrong and she looked at them like they weren't going to believe her and she said as it was coming down you know the road which is kind of a rural route to their to their property she said standing at the base of the, uh, one of the telephone poles was this hideous little two foot tall creature that was almost human like but not quite and it mm-hmm. really rattled the woman and, and the woman patsy um looked right at her and said oh you saw one of our pug wudgies <laughs> and they had to explain. They had to explain it to the woman, and she was like, "You guys believe me?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we believe you. We didn't believe in this stuff a couple of years ago until uh, some paranormal investigators came to the the property and and you know had some experiences themselves." Wow. Yeah. You know, you know, it's interesting, and I've run into a case uh, as well up in New Hampshire with a pakwaji that was actually terrorizing a woman in her house, and uh, this. Uh, I guess shaman came in and, and kind of did this battle with this uh, creature, uh, mm-hmm. according to their accounts, and was eventually able to drive it out. But um, yeah, the, the description of the, the creature itself is very, very close to that which you described as, as a pukwudgie. And, and it's it's hard to say because there aren't that many uh, accounts of them that we can you know, definitely, you know, that are, are, or is there, am I wrong? Do we have uh, many written accounts of uh, Pakwaji? Well, um, Chris Belzaro, um, you know, uh, our good friend and colleague who now lives down in Florida, uh, Chris has, uh, you know, looked into it himself, and um, uh, he met two people that lived in the Freetown area, uh, separate. They knew, they knew, they did not know one another. One was a uh, a young guy uh, who had an experience on a couple of occasions, um, uh, had an encounter with he thinks was the same Pugwudgie. He saw this thing twice, and a woman uh, told him a story about how she used to walk her dog when she lived in the forest, uh, lived nearby the forest, not in the forest, excuse me. Um, she used to take her, her dog for a walk, and then one day he just actually just broke away from her and was not behaving himself and ran into the woods, and she had to go follow her dog. He just wouldn't listen to her. And when she found her dog, he was laying prone at the base of a small rock, and huh. standing on the rock was a creature that she described just like, you know, we're, we're talking about, and it was making like a whistling sound and with its finger seemed to be controlling her dog and making it stay put. And then it looked up at her with a sinister look on its face and ran off into the forest. And then her dog got up and came, came to her terrified. And she said she never went back into the woods again after that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. 
It is. It is. But, you know, Ron, the, the, the thing you asked me when we started, you know, about the image that the, the show um, misused, they took the, the footage from the night in Freetown with you guys yeah. and they mixed it with a, with a, a still from a very simple handheld, uh, one of those pocket flip video cameras. Yeah. When I first went to the property in, uh, uh, in South County, Rhode Island, I brought a, uh, um, uh, a psychic along with me um, uh, to the property because they were dealing with ghosts. They were dealing with um, uh, ghosts haunting the property, and the owner never believed in ghosts until they started having these things happening, and he was, it opened his mind. So he, uh, a mutual friend uh, uh, had, had suggested us, and we came down there uh, cold, not knowing much of the story. And uh, after the psychic was done talking about the spirits she was talking to and the ghosts she was seeing, uh, both Native American from the King Philip's War and modern-day military men connected to equipment, old, broken, crashed equipment the guy had stored on his property. The ghosts of the military men who died in that equipment were still around their equipment. But yet there were Narragansett Indians on the property haunting the property, and that's because the Great Swamp Fight happened minutes away from this guy's property, one of the bloodiest battles of the King Philip's War. And what do the Pugwudgies do? They collect spirits. They collect souls, the Tai Pai Wonka. Oh, and that that's what sense. people were reporting. They were seeing these balls of light dancing around in his backyard. And um, the, the, uh, the psychic I brought said there's something very, very old on this property. It's not human. It's not a demon or anything like that. She goes, but it's like, it's like an elemental. Mm-hmm. And um, she says, you know, it, it's very, very old. And when we, uh, she shot a little footage with this handheld video camera with a flashlight because we were there at night. She calls me up and goes, Andrew, you won't believe it. I caught a little man for a split second in my video. And I went to look at it, at it, and her computer was lousy at the time. She had this worn-out computer. It had a very bad monitor, and I'm looking at the footage, and yeah, there was something in the blueberry bushes, and it, it seemed to disappear as her flashlight beam started to get close to it. And I went, ah, eh, I don't know. Well, speed up a, almost, well, maybe about nine months later, we went back to the property because the activity had picked up. And the woman, Patsy, who lives there with her boyfriend, Larry, she's an artist. And she had a beautiful computer, a beautiful monitor. And her granddaughter, who's a photographer, took this little camera, hooked it up to the computer, and with the psychic's help, going, okay, go frame by frame, go, go by frame. And me and the guys were talking about guy stuff, we're talking about military equipment, just uh, hanging out. And then they go, hey, Andrew, are you a skeptic now? Look at this. And I turned and looked at the monitor, and I, my jaw hit the floor, and I started apologizing to the psychic. Who I, I just thought, nah, I don't know what you got there. It's nothing. People <laughs> can see it on my website. It's on my investigation page, oh, uh, Private Investigation, South it's County, Rhode Island. Where it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 if, you scroll, if you scroll down my investigation page, uh, you'll see the, the still frame of the, uh, the light at, at Freetown with you guys um, you know, huddled around on the ground, and you can make right. out the, the, the point of light behind, uh, behind um, uh, uh, Chris Belzano. But if you go down um, uh, quite, a, quite a ways down to the bottom of the investigation page, you'll see a uh, private investigation in um, uh, South County, Rhode Island, and um, you'll see the, the frame. Uh, and you look at it, and it's like this nasty little creature. And I did show it to somebody of Wampanoag uh, descent, and they looked at it and went, yeah, you, that's the Pugwudgie. That's exactly what that is. And um, what's your website so we can tell the uh, folks who are listening? Greenville. <laughs> it's green, greenvilleparanormal.com, right, and it's on the you. investigation page. But okay. um, I, I don't want to like waste too much time, but what's even more fascinating about that capture I mean, everyone who sees it looks at me like I'm pulling their leg. And I, I swear to God on a stack of Bibles, that image is 100% real. It's not touched. It's not doctored. 
uh, and it's you can't see all of them because he was standing in the blueberry bushes. Uh-huh. Um, but but what was really weird is uh, you know we were con- the owner was concerned because uh, the World War II and 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 Martin military men that were uh, haunting the the military wreckage that he stores on his property. Um, because uh, he's a, he's an aircraft uh, archaeologist, he digs up old military wrecks for museums, and he stores the wrecks on on his property. And um, he said that uh, you know this is the guy who didn't believe in ghosts, and you know all of a sudden his world got turned upside down. He got in touch with us and said, "Can you guys please come back? Because one of the more modern day pilots from the 50s seems to be upset that I'm touching his wreckage, and people reporting seeing him even in the daytime. They see him in his flight uniform with his crash helmet on." And he seems to be wandering around his wreck. So we brought the psychic back and she said, yeah, he's a little bit upset because you're, you're messing with his wreckage and he doesn't want you taking it out of here. He wants you to leave it alone and just leave things be. And um, she said, yeah, that little pugwudgy thing, because uh, by then I'd given it a name. I told him, folks, it, it, I'm, I swear this is what we're dealing with here. This elemental is a pugwudgy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, yeah, this thing is still around. And, and she goes, it, it, it lives amongst the wreckage uh, here and, and, and all that. So because of the pilots being upset, we wanted to let them know, hey, we're going to leave everything alone. Don't worry. Larry understands your message. Nothing's going to get touched. Jack's, Jack's plane, that was the name of the pilot. Uh, Jack's plane will be uh, left alone. We're not going to mess with it. And I came back later that night with a, uh, 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 a guy that Larry knew. He was a retired police officer. I mean, this is a, a, a detective sergeant, retired detective sergeant. He's a very religious man, doesn't believe in ghosts, but he was fascinated with what we were doing. And he asked, hey, can I, can I come along if you're going to come back here at, at night? So I came back at night, and we were standing there, and uh, uh, we saw, I know this sounds far-fetched, I know it sounds crazy, your listeners would be wondering if I'm insane, but we <laughs> saw the shimmering uh, apparitions of four of the pilots. They approached us out of the woods, and... I, I, as dumbfounded as I was, I mean, I was absolutely gobsmacked. This was happening to me. It was one of the one of the most spectacular moments in my life. Period. Never mind as a ghost hunter. And mm-hmm. the cop was like almost freaking. He couldn't believe we were seeing what we were seeing. And I called out to them. I said, "Gentlemen, we respect you and love you. You died. You died uh, during you know uh, military exercise. They didn't die in combat. But you were protecting your nation. You served your country. And and you know we respect you for that. And we're not going to touch any of your debris and and we'll leave it be. And the psychic turned to me and uh, looked at me. Uh, actually, excuse me, it wasn't the psychic I had brought. She couldn't make it that night. It was Patsy uh, who lived in the property because Patsy is sensitive herself. She turned to me and said, they said, thank you, Andrew. And we watched this weird shimmering, four balls of weird shimmering light just disappear off into the forest. Well, the cop was so blown away by it. He was like, we're going we're gonna to come back, right? We're, we're going to come back. So we went back a couple of weeks later and, and Patsy, the the sensitive who actually lived on the property. We're standing there in the dark again in the woods. And she goes, the pilot's on here, Andrew, and the Indian's on here. And she looks at me really funny in the dark. And she goes, but one of them little pug wedgies is here. <laughs> so I took up my infrared, uh, UV to infrared video camera. And I said, where Patsy, where? And, and she's just pointed off into the moonlight. She said, he's out there just flying around out in front of us. And the cop's going, I don't see anything. What, she, what is she talking about? And when I turned on my video camera and pointed it in the direction she was pointing, uh, your listeners can see it on my website. Uh, for a minute and a half, I caught a ball of light that we could not see with our eyes dancing around the trees uh, in the forest. 
and then it zigzagged and disappeared. And Patsy, who's a real short woman, looked up at me and said, uh, it's left. She didn't even see the monitor on my camera, so she had no idea that I saw it zigzag and, and disappear. And she looked up and said, it left. Well, let me fast forward. Same story, same location. I brought um, Stephanie Burke and a friend of hers, Nicole Layhouse, another very talented spirit medium. I brought them to the property completely uh, clean. They knew nothing of the location and why I was bringing them there. And both of them picked up on the on this elemental on the property and that there were two of them. One near the wreckage is kind of nice. And the one that lives out by the road, meaning the one the woman saw that June, uh, is nasty. And that goes back to the legend of the Pugwudgies. Sometimes they can be, you know, okay and they be kind of friendly. They can be kind of tease you and play little practical jokes on you. Or they can be really mean and nasty. Mm-hmm. And so, I found so it like absolutely woman, right? amazing that these I'm sorry, I just wanted to finish saying, I thought it absolutely amazing these gals knew nothing about this, this, this aspect of the story, and they picked up on them. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's interesting stuff. And, and that's why, why we do it, I think, is because we have these experiences, and, and we try to explain them in a way the best we can, but sometimes we can't. Mm-hmm. No, and to have, but to have it affirmed with a psychic you know, who's there with you is, is fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, they were saying the same thing. I mean, within minutes, they're like, all right, never mind the people that are connected to these, all these wrecked airplanes were walking around. Um, they were like, yeah, there's Native American here, and I'm just keeping my mouth shut thinking, oh, my God. And uh, But they were like, you've got like a little elemental running around this wreckage. He's kind of playful. He's not, he's not mean or anything. And they both agreed. They go, but you've got one up there on the other corner of your property that's not nice. And these two puck wedgies know of each other's existence. And I don't think they hang out with one another. And Patsy has been leaving gifts out for the puck wedgie, the nice one. She leaves huh? chocolate, coins, tobacco. And as you know, tobacco, tobacco is, is actually a natural uh, insecticide. So if you leave tobacco out, Squirrels aren't going to take it. Bugs aren't going to take it. But when she leaves tobacco out, it's gone every time. And the, and the M&Ms will be gone. And some people would say, well, maybe squirrels or chipmunks took the M&Ms. But they wouldn't take the pe- – uh, oh, I'm sorry. But I just wanted to say, but, you know, so something is taking the, the, uh, those offerings. So um, right. it's, just, it's just fascinating. So anything you just want to add quickly because we've got about 20 seconds now. Before the- yeah, uh, just uh, real, real quick, a um, uh, case I've told you guys about before that I've been working on for four and a half years in Situate, Rhode Island. A uh, little boy who's less, uh, less than three years old uh, told the homeowner, you have bad fairies in your house. <laughs> and, wow. Yeah, so never mind puck wedgies. I'm also dealing with fairies now in another yeah. location. So you know what? Hey, Andrew, we'll have to have you back on the show and talk yeah. uh, about these yeah. fairies. Maybe. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, so yeah. anyways, we have to take a break now. And, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on Great. the show. Th- thanks for having me on. Thanks, okay. Andy. Yeah, and, and we'll take care. I definitely want to hear about the fairy case as well. So oh, sure. Green- Greenville Paranormal Research. Uh, okay. No, 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 just, Gre- just greenvilleparanormal.com. Okay. Oh, okay. There you go. So, okay, guys, okay. you have a good night. Yeah, bye. Good night, Andy. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet. 
Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and whoever and, I'm uh, Yo, 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 you know, we're gangsters. <laughs> no, now. shut hey, up. Hey, hey. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Everybody I, just stop listening to whoever that is. Master Van, Master Van. Oh, my God. <laughs> Laying it down. Please go away. <laughs> Listen, I already don't feel good. You're making it worse. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, well. So there goes my gangster show. I can't do gangster. No, no you're not doing gangster. Damn. You, you're a little, a few shades too light, I think, to do ga- gangster. <laughs> a few years too old. Nothing. I didn't think so. <laughs> Anyways, I, I believe joining us now is, is a true homeboy, one I've known for a long time. <laughs> Oh, and no. what? <laughs> we don't know. I get, oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, to, Josh, to find out yeah, who it is. Josh Mantello of uh, Berkshire Paranormal. You there, Josh? Josh? Josh, Josh, Josh. See, you scared him away. You scared him Damn. away. It's all your fault. I knew this would happen. I knew it. <laughs> all okay. right. We'll get him but, back. Oh, you know what it is? What? Uh, uh, I think it's a mix-up. I think that they were supposed to call him, and I think they were, whatever. Um, okay. I, I'm going to have to research this. So can you uh, him uh, sing the national anthem or something? Oh, yes. That'll be number? lovely while I sing for all of you. So um, I know I know. John was asking me in the chat, and I know you guys haven't heard from me in a while. And I, um, thank God. I am still, haha, on the face of this earth. But uh had a little I had my annual face painting conference uh down in uh Windsor Locks, Connecticut. Is over that, the last that, is that why you look so beautiful is because you get your face painted. That's right. They use a mm. big brush, man, let me tell you. Yeah. But uh yeah, we had a we had a great time and uh as always, lots of learning going on, lots of craziness and not much sleeping. So that's where I've been. <laughs> and then of course we had our big uh 
we had our live show uh, before the Which show. Which was cool. That was really cool. Yes, with the magician, with mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Viano. Viano. Yeah. The great Viano. Woohoo! That was fun. I liked being the magician's assistant. I knew you would. I was trying to get you to dress up skimpily, but... Oh, well. No. Sorry. No. Yep. Public no, access. Well. There we go. No. No skimpy yeah, I always got thrown off because I used the word ass and was like, wow, what's up? Oh, that? yeah. No, you can't swear there. It's not a swear. It's a part of your anatomy. Well, yeah. Mm. Anyways, no, nope. I was like, hey, <laughs> you can't say that. He said, I just did. Anyways, but, John uh, says uh, we need some posse, so we got to have posse for our uh, gangster show. I let the Posse? Support. Yeah, posse. I need a posse. We need a posse for our show, for our uh, gangster uh, show. Okay. Oh, hey, Kelly. I can see her in chat going, hi, Ian. And I'm like, I'm having the worst time with chat tonight. It took me 10 minutes to get back into chat. So um, there's a technical difficulties going on. Um, have we get, Have we found Josh yet? Anyways, we have our homeboy. Yes, it is. We Thank have uh, the, the, uh, the uh, head dude of the... Berkshire Paranormal, uh, you know, one of my homies, Josh uh, Mantella. <laughs> Hello, Ron. How are we doing tonight? What was that, a puckwudgie? <laughs> Hi, a Josh. A puckwudgie. I, I think he hung up the first okay. time. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I've never been called okay. a puckwudgie before. <laughs> Well, if you ever seen Chris Balzano, he looks a lot like a, a puck. Yeah, he does. Actually, he does. You know, yeah. uh, but, but you, 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 we had uh, Andrew Lake on the show because uh, I was watching uh, the the uh, you know the telly the other night, and uh, I I saw uh, Monsters in America or something like Mystery of Monsters in America, and and they had I was on it, which was surprising to me. <laughs> Bye. Surprise! Just like in the uh, Bridgewater Triangle movie. Surprise! Hey, uh, whatever. They used to have these things called releases, but evidently uh, nobody uses them anymore. Uh, but anyways, I was on the show, so uh, so uh, what happened is they show this footage of of Marmeen being uh, you know uh, transchanneling uh, the puckwudgy thingy and me taking her out and Chris Bozano. It was a pretty cool thing. In fact, I posted it on our page and stuff. So. Um, but anyways, then afterwards, they showed this little creature off in the side. Well, I found out, believe it or not, you, uh, that was superimposed there because it was from something else. So imagine that TV lied. Can you believe that? Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. Never heard of such a thing. I uh, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, uh, Josh, I've known for a long time. He's the founder, uh, co-founder of uh, Berkshire Paranormal. It's a, a really a cool group. And... Uh, they, uh, you know, most noted for their work at the, the uh, Hooten Mansion, but uh, they've done a ton of other cases, and I've I've had the opportunity to work with them before, and uh, it's they're one of one of the better groups in the the uh, field, I believe, anyway. So uh, uh, welcome aboard, Josh. And uh, one thing you do have coming up in what? That's not a joke. That was real. <laughs> and, and anyways, one of the things. You have coming up as an event at the uh, Ventford Hall or Mansion or whatever the hell it is. And I actually went there with you, and, and we had some neat experiences there, didn't we? Uh, that was – it was incredible. Um, it, because it was the first time 
you know, I had even been there to investigate, and uh, it, it had been investigated before. It was it was featured on um, on a certain ghost hunting show on Sci-Fi Channel, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and other things, and investigated by other groups. But it um, it really did not disappoint. You know, we had a group of close to fifty people there with us, and uh-huh. by the end of the night, I mean, it, this was. It was probably one of the coolest things I've actually ever had happen at an investigation where there were large groups of people with us. So I, um, there was probably a group of maybe a dozen, maybe a little bit less of us, a dozen people, including me, up on the third floor of this enormous mansion. And it was the, the son's room. So it was kind of the, the bachelor's room of the house. And we're up there, and there's, you know, maybe, you know, half women, half men up here, and we're talking about how this is one of the guys' rooms. It was the son's room. We were, you know, we started joking around, like, oh, you know, did, to the spirits, you know, did you used to, you know, have some parties up here? Did you used to have the guys up here playing playing poker and having some drinks, or did you invite some women up here? And, you know, was it like the, uh, the man cave of the house? And, you know, one of the women, you know, who was... Not next to me, but about two over from me. Suddenly, felt something rub up against her leg, and she, you know, Ooh. jumped. She kind of it, it startled her, obviously, and she goes, "Oh my God, son, just touched my leg!" And and we're all, "Hey, you know, is, you know, is that you? Is you know, you know, the name of the supposed spirit escapes me at this point, but you know, is that you, uh, Mister Spirit?" And and um, <laughs> you know, and we started again, and nothing, and nothing happened, and. You know, and we started talking. We 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 kind of got back into that same line of questions. Like, hey, was did you bring some women up here to party? And she felt a rub up against her leg again. <laughs> and then we said, you know, geez, well, you know. So we started, you know, and I was like, well, obviously you like the women in the room. Well, what about the guys? You know, did you did you have some, you know, the guys come up here? Did you, you know, you know, have some beers and maybe smoke some cigars or you know, play some cards? And all of a sudden, you know, and it was you know, ghost hunt, so the lights are off. It was fairly dark. And we hear like a solid object, you know, hit the floor, and everybody, everybody heard it, and it was like, "What was that?" Uh-huh. You know, so we, you know, it kind of turned on the flashlights, and this small little piece of sh- um, ceiling tile, not th- um, like roofing shingle, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one inch by one inch or a little bit smaller, was sitting in the middle of this of the group that we were sitting in. Oh my God, and that was weird. We're- you know, we're like, where did that come from? You know, we're like, I don't know. So, you know, we shut the flashlights back off, and we and they're like, well, let's say the same thing. So we kind of did the same thing. You know, did you bring some guys up here? Did you, you know, not like the guys up here? And all, sure enough, all of a sudden we hear that same sound again. And another piece of ceiling tile was in the same exact spot, or, or shingle was in the same exact spot. <laughs> and it ended up being, ended up three times, three little pieces of, of shingle were thrown into the middle of the room. Now, once we, we kind of said, all right, well, what's, where's this coming from? We turned on the light. In the corner of the room, kind of where nobody was, mm-hmm. was, a, was a stack of, of shingles that were probably oh. used for renovations of the roof at some point or, or whatever, for whatever purpose. But nobody was there, and the, all these tiles were all intact. You know, big two-foot by one-foot, you know, full-size shingles. Yeah, somehow these little one-inch squares getting chucked across the room over to us um, in the middle of the room where everybody was sitting. That's awesome. You, you know what's interesting, Josh, is, is I, I was actually there too, and the last time that happened, there was a, a gentleman there who had a camera, and he actually had his camera 
pointing up at the ceiling and, and up towards the, the area where they were coming from, or, you know, where they would have to, if they were going to fall. And uh, when that one happened, we had thought for, for, for sure that we had it on film. And uh, unfortunately, when he reviewed it, there was nothing there. Oh, so yeah. that was kind of interesting. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. I mean, you know, almost other things, you know, almost other things, you know, going on throughout the night. But you know, it was it was definitely a a, a great opportunity. And you know, I reached out to him at the end of the night and said, you know, if, if this is something you guys would like to do again, you know, feel free to uh, to let us know. And you know, we're we're surely interested. And mm-hmm. um, I, I had a hard time actually getting in touch with them. They have a new house manager there now, but. Somebody finally got back in touch with me. No, absolutely. We had a great time. All the staff loved you guys and your staff, and you know we'd, we'd gladly do it again. So we kind of went through the, uh, you know, the negotiations and said, yeah, we would. We're we're booked back up, and we're going to head back out in the end of April, and hopefully we have more <laughs> more things getting thrown around. Uh, it, you know, it's <laughs> I, I can't I can't wait. <laughs> awesome. And where can people get tickets for this, Josh? Uh, right now, they're not on sale. Um, they, they'll, they'll go on sale a week from tomorrow, so January 30th. Um, boy, I didn't really set a time. So, so next, <laughs> next Thursday, uh, they'll, go, they'll go on sale. Usually I set a time. I haven't actually thought of that yet. Um, they'll be available either uh, through a link on, um, on the Berkshire Paranormal Facebook, if you like Berkshire Paranormal on Facebook. You can, um, there'll be links up on there to a webpage, or you just go to uh, my personal webpage. I've launched my own personal webpage, jmyfirstinitialmantello.com. There'll be um, okay. links up there to, to buy them. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get them up on berkshireparanormal.com. I just haven't talked to my uh, webmaster in a little while, so I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> we'll probably have him get them up on berkshireparanormal.com as well. Okay. And if you're gonna go, I, I would get them quick because uh, they're, the price is unbelievable for the opportunity to investigate this place. And what is it gonna be, Josh? Yeah, this is. It's only gonna be thirty-five dollars for the night. Wow. Um, we're, we're, cutting a little bit, we're, we're cutting. We're cutting a little bit shorter than normal. I'm only gonna run till one a.m. instead of the normal two. But we're gonna start um, start at five p.m. Um, with a couple special present presenters and a couple other special things going on, and then we'll get into the you know for this year uh, you know some of the stuff that I've ran before and, and done before a lot of it's talking and presenting. I really wanted to center this around the ghost hunting and the investigating, not you know right. a bunch of lectures and presentations. I really wanted just to be something basic, and that's another reason I kind of kept the price a little bit lower. I, I really know we could be charging a lot more for this, but oh, you know when I, when I do these. You know, I like I I want people to feel a unintimidated by it. I want someone who's not a ghost hunter, someone who maybe isn't part of a a regular group, to to be able to say, you know, for that price, I'll go. You know, you know, if I if I was charging a hundred dollars or you know, which I I could I could we could charge a hundred dollars for something like this and people would come. But you know, it, it wouldn't be something that maybe the general public wouldn't be as interested in. You know, we're not in this for money. You know, we're getting some funds. To, to the museum to help them with their restorations, you know, and you know, we don't have jobs. We're not in here to get rich doing this. So we're here to, to help bring a good eye and, and a good experience to some people to go something who maybe never have at, at an affordable cost, while still helping out like a, a great, a great place. I mean, it's, you know, it's a national treasure, that building. So, you know, it we're trying amazing. to help them out with their restorations at the same time. 
I can't wait to see it. I'm and I think I'm I'm reasonably certain I'm going to be able to go, and um, I'm just dying to see this place. It, it just looks incredible. Is is there a um, well, it's one of those. like a museum? Is there a link for the museum that people can see what what it looks I like? I believe their web yeah I believe their web page is gildedage.org, or if you just Google search Vetford Vetford Hall. Uh, it's the first okay. thing that pops up, but I'm pretty sure it's um, gilded, gildedage.org. Um, the, okay. the, their official title is Ventford Hall, and Ventford Hall um, and Gilded Age Museum and Mansion, I think, is their full title. And okay. uh, you know, it's two floors, it. and it, it, it yeah, it was um, it was built by the you know by Sarah Morgan, who is J.P. Morgan's sister. So I mean, oh. when you think of J.P. Morgan and the Morgans, this is you know massive wealth you know, that yeah. put this mansion where it is. You know, it, it, I always say this is one of the, one of the coolest things that, that struck me when I first got a tour of the place. We were in the basement. Uh, and in the basement, there's a little um, servant's quarters, a living area, giant walk-in freezers that they used to keep with ice cubes because there wasn't electricity when the place was built. And we get into this one area, and it was this kind of very long, oblong um, hallway. You know, and I go, and I remember saying, wow, this is a really odd-looking hallway or a room to have in a basement. And the guy giving mm-hmm. me the tour really just nonchalant. I goes, well, this was where they had their bowling alley. Oh. So, you know, the fact that, the fact that they had <laughs> a bowling, bowling alley <laughs> in their basement <laughs> in a house that was built in the late 1800s, you know, it just, it just speaks volumes for, you know, the... the, the the wealth of the family that built it. So, you know, and that kind of is a gilded age. You know, um, Lenox, Massachusetts is a very prominent, pretty wealthy area in, in the Berkshires. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is where a lot of your upper class, New York City, Boston people would have vacation. So this was, even though this was an enormous kitchen, it was still their summer home. Right. So, you know, and there's other mansions, just like the Edith Wharton home is is right down the road. And there's, you know, at least a half a dozen other enormous-sized mansions that were built by you know, America's wealthy in, that, in the gilded age of wealth, mm-hmm. you know, in America. So it, it's, a, it's a museum now to, to honor that. It has, you know, they have some of the old china plates and, and some of the old uh, fixtures and furniture from the original house and paintings. And it's just, you know, amazing just to even look at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. That looks incredible. Can't wait to see it. It, it is. And, and you know the interesting thing about it, and, and it actually blows my mind, uh, Ian, is that uh, originally they were going to tear that place down. And mm. you could stand in the basement and look all the way up and see the sky. That's oh my how God. destroyed it was ready to go. But luckily they had saved all the paneling and everything else and the, the group that took it over reconstructed it just the way it was. So it, mm-hmm. it's absolutely amazing what they did. Did, uh, did you find that amazing, Josh? Yeah, and it, it, it is. And yeah, even some of the other, you know, the the painstaking work they're putting into it. One of the things I'm they had uh, mold so that they were able to get all the molding in some cases uh, so they were actually, they took plaster moldings of the rest so they could reform it and remake it. Yeah, so it's, awesome. they're awesome. getting it back to its original glory. With the exception of, you know, the, the entire first floor is original. I think the only part they said when they're done 
when they get to the third floor, we'll have a little bit more of a modern look to it. But they said the first and second floors are going to be almost completely original. Wow. And, I mean, it really does. I mean, it looks like, you know, one of the Newport mansions, which were also summer cottages for the very wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like the Love Shack. Yeah, a little Love Shack. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's incredible. I my love check. It's just like Ron's house. That's absolutely there you go. right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> High up on the hill overlooking the beautiful Merrick. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. Anyways, Josh, Josh, so, I mean, you've investigated a lot of different cases, and, and what, what, what do you think uh, really made you think twice? You know, I can think of two right off the top of my head, you know, that were, that were, you know, landmark cases for me, you know, with two different types of evidence, you know, and they were the ones that made me really, if I, if there were any questions of anything in the afterlife, these, these things got rid of those questions for me. One was, uh, just actually they were both private residences, um, one is a, was a private residence right here in town for me here in North Adams, and it was you know an old an older house, um, and it, they were having some problems with some of the kids in the house hearing things and seeing things, um, hearing footsteps up in the attic, and so we we did the whole investigation throughout most of the building, and towards the end of the night we we got up to the the attic, which is was a fairly large attic that was split in two by just one divider wall with a normal-sized doorway in between. Now, we were in one portion of the attic, and everything I usually do during an investigation, somebody will kind of follow around with a, with a, with a camcorder just documenting what's going on, where we're standing, what we saw, what we didn't see, how we reacted. And, you know, at one point, and we're in there, and we're just doing the typical ghost hunting stuff, and all of a sudden, I, I'm looking at the other the other room of the attic and I see shadows kind of moving around, something moving around. And, you know, the clients were with us, so I didn't want to alarm them. So I didn't really say anything too out loud. So I just kind of nonchalantly tapped one of my other investigators on the shoulder and said, you know, look in there. And, and he kind of confirmed back to me, yeah, I see that too. And um, so I go over and I grab a, a millimeter, which is a, a EMF meter with a temperature sensor, and I get into the doorway. And, you know, it was that classic cold spot feeling. I get in the doorway, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's freezing in here. What's going on? And I'm looking <laughs> at the, the melmeter and, and, and watching the temperature drop. I'm like, hey, there was a substantial temperature difference in there. So I go in the room, and I feel, again, you know, typical kind of ghost hunting stuff. Is there a ghost in here? If you're here, make yourself known, talking to, you know, whatever will hear me. And all of a sudden, I feel this very firm, fist-like size sensation push into my back. It, it wasn't Ooh. a punch where it would hurt, but it was something obviously hitting me enough to let me know it was there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, oh, my gosh, Tom, just touch me. I said, did you touch me? Where, you, know, it's, you know, if you're here, did, was that you that you just hit me? And during all this, we were using a, a Radio Shack hack, you know, which I know you're familiar with, Ron, and it's scanning mm-hmm. away in the background, making its normal, really annoying sound that the Radio Shack <laughs> hack makes. <laughs> So I can voice. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, but I say, well, is that you? Did you just touch me? And, the, and clear as day over, the, over that box, it goes, 
tickled you. Ah, so tickled you? <laughs> I, it tickled me. Uh, so oh I clear I leave the room. I leave the room and I tell my other investigator to go in there and says, you got to go in there. you got to go in there. And he goes, he gets in the doorway and says, no way. I'm not going to go in. I don't like the way it feels. It's too cold. The, 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 hack, the hack box comes right out and just clear as they go, it's chicken. <laughs> so he heard it. He heard it call him a chicken. Love it. He, he went in the room. He went in the room, and he wasn't in the room more than a minute, and something actually did punch him. It knocked the wind right out of him. It hit him right in the uh, God. <laughs> Josh, you're not going to believe this for a out of time. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Me and my storytelling. Uh, this is so anyway, a good part, Ron. That was a good part, wasn't <laughs> it? That yes. was a good part. That was the end. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you wrap it up, give us your uh, websites and stuff, and we got to say goodbye to you, believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, um, oh, thanks. And, um, again, you can go to BerkshireParanormal.com or just follow Berkshire Paranormal on Facebook. You can, um, we're posting on there all the time. Um, I, I also launched jmantello.com as a webpage. I'm blogging on there, writing little paranormal-related articles and all my contact information is there if you ever need anything or the other webpages. Okay. Awesome. And, and, uh, on our Facebook page, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm trying to, talk, try, trying to talk the uh, AK uh, uh, Cemetery Hole here to uh, <laughs> go to Bedford Hall. <laughs> if you call me a hoe one more time. I know. I was waiting. When, you know, when I thought about this, I was like, oh, she's going to kill me if I ever say that. Yes. Said, All right. You but are it's correct. Cemetery, it's Cemetery Hole, though. It's different. No, it isn't. Thank you. <laughs> All right, never mind. Anyways, we got to say goodbye to you, Josh, while I get my ass kicked. And um, yeah, we want to thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. Thanks, All right, You're going to be uh, in the cemetery if you keep calling me that. I only use it twice. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a shame. The show's over. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's our first attempt at a gangster show and probably our last. If, yes, uh, it's going to be the last, yes. <laughs> I, I have decided. Yes. Uh, there you go. So we will be no more doing gangster shows until no. Anne's not there, and then I'll go gangster. And then you can embarrass yourself however you would like. So, yep, yep, I can wear go. my pants halfway to my knees. And, oh, uh, God, go. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we want to thank uh, Andrew Lake from uh, Greenville Paranormal and, of course, mm-hmm. Josh Mantello from uh, Berkshire Paranormal for stopping by. And uh, Benford Hall, if you do have an ch- opportunity to go there, it's, it's an awesome place. So uh, you definitely got to check it out. Very cool. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, and uh, I, I went there and I, and I witnessed that whole uh, shingle flying thingy, and that was kind of neat, actually. That's I was pretty- looking all around the room, looking to see if anybody was like yeah. tossing them or anything. And didn't you uh, have rocks thrown at you at a uh, at uh, the other one? Yeah, the I called one? somebody a hoe and they threw rocks at me. Yeah, I bet they did. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> they threw boulders at you. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sorry. I I would never want to hurt your feelings. You know. Uh, I, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So All right. It's, yeah. it's time to wrap it up. And uh, I didn't and, hear the uh, pizza from the dead. Where's the pizza from the I, dead? I, I heard it. I heard it very distinctly. It went ding dong. Oh, okay. And, 
So it, it's it's about 30 seconds left, and we, right. we want to thank you. Check out our website, uh, which is neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Follow us on what our Facebook page is. Yeah. Facebook, we're Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation. Right. Or they, if you like cemeteries like somebody I know, Mm-hmm. Not say anything else. Um, okay. yep. you, you, what's your page? We can you can find my cemetery pictures uh, on Facebook under Cemetery Tripping. Cemetery Tripping. So there yes. you go. Yes. And you can right. always join me at Ronald Kolick on Facebook. Because he'll take he'll take anybody. Let me tell you. I'll take anybody. I yeah, will. Mm-hmm. I mean, start a new page up. You know, Master Van. No God. Yeah, all the gangsters will follow you there. The Gangster Ghost Hunter. I like it. <laughs> All, right, All right. See you next time. Good night and God bless everyone. Thanks for listening, everybody. See yeah. you next week. Bye-bye. From ghoulies to ghosties, Long-leggedy beasties and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. Uh